Welcome to the Fortune Gold Podcast, where we're going to talk about competing today, competing the right way, competing in everything around you. There's competition everywhere. How do we acknowledge it? How do we embrace it? How do we do it the right way? My name is Alec Ingold. I'm your host. I've competed a million different times in a million different facets. And between teammates and stories, I'm going to hopefully break down competition and explain how I figured out how to compete the right way versus the wrong way. Thanks for joining us today. So happy you're here. Let's get into this episode. Let's dive in. Let's go all in. Let's go get it. Come on. Today, we're talking about competition, competing. And it's like that thought of competitions everywhere around us. It's in us. It's outside of us. And it's like, how do you how do you compete to win the right way? Because at the end of the day, a lot of people want to win, want to succeed, want to become successful. But how do you do that? How do you approach that in a positive light? How do you make sure that you're making sure that everyone around you is competing the right way? How do you build a culture and identity in your team about competing and pushing one another to ultimately succeed in a genuine and authentic way? Like That's a very, very fine line to be defined by whether you're a boss, a teacher, a coach, someone that's you know, in charge, or if you're an athlete, if you're a player, if you're a student, if you're an employee, trying to find your way and being able to compete in a positive light where you are genuinely making the rest of the team better, you and your opponent better. And that opponent can be yourself sometimes to be able to make sure that everyone around you, as well as yourself are improving for the good of the team, for the good of mission, for the good of a purpose. That's powerful. and. To be able to do that, man, there's there's a couple different steps. There's a couple different ways to approach competing and competition. And I, I had a couple different quotes I wanted to read from you from the Seven Crucibles, my book. Uh, one one thing I was talking about competition and competing the right way. Uh, I, I said to compete the right way, the first thing you need to do is frame competition as a chance to achieve a higher degree of excellence in yourself. Let me say that again: to compete the right way. The first thing you need to do is frame competition as a chance to achieve a higher degree of excellence in yourself. Embrace the challenge and you will start to breed excellence in all that you do. What I mean by that is, man, frame competition, have that perspective of competition as a chance to, ad- to achieve something greater within inside of yourself. It's an opportunity to improve. Competition is an opportunity to improve. And if you see that, if you see someone picking up the phone on cold calls more than you are, answer that call to greatness. Answer that that opportunity to see how many calls you can make. If you're an athlete and you're you're drilling, you're you're a quarterback and you're throwing all these these darts and you you're in a quarterback competition with another guy and it's you or somebody else. Man, use that as an opportunity to improve yourself, to improve yourself as a quarterback. Don't be hoping that the other quarterback misses throws, misses wide open wide receivers. Like that's not helping the team at all. If you're in a competition one versus one and that quarterback is is striving and thriving and doing well, man, cheer for that other quarterback. And for yourself, man, you got to answer You got to answer it. There's a standard that's been raised and you got to show up and you got to perform at a better level. And that perform is a, is a tough thing, the concept in competition, right? Because everything is measured. Everything is comparable. But if you use that as an opportunity to internalize your growth, 
the journey that you're on, to remember the goal that you've set for yourself, that purpose, that dream, that mindset that you've put yourself on, that you've laid down the framework to go accomplish something. Now, all of a sudden, it doesn't really matter what the other person's doing. You're not comparing yourself to the other person. You're focused on your growth, your determination, your improvement. And you're using each other as a vehicle to, for the good of the team. You know, that can be in business, that can be in school, in grades, that can be in tests, that can be in athletics, that's everywhere. You can compete on showing up to work at, at a certain time and trying to beat the person next to you. And it's not an indictment on, oh, they slept in or, you know, you're hoping that they get caught in traffic. No, it's like you're showing up, you're being accountable, you're doing all these little things to give yourself a chance to be better than you were yesterday. Now, I remember going to the Hampton Inn and Suites for months as a rookie and Foster Morrow and I would compete to get into work at the same, we were roommates. And anytime he got in the, into the building before I did, man, I felt like, I needed to set my game up. I needed to go in on Sunday to get some rehab, to get some hot, cold contrast going. But that amount of competition, man, it wasn't, it wasn't in vain. It wasn't in, man, Foster's trying to one-up me. No, he's trying to be the best version himself. And he's holding himself to a higher standard than I'm holding myself. I better get my act right and start matching that and increasing that intensity so that we're all improving, so that we're showing up earlier, we're staying later, we're having healthier habits. That's how you compete in a positive sense of the way, right? That's how you serve one another in that sense. The second part of that sentence that I, that I brought up is embrace the challenge and you'll start to breed excellence in all that you do. And that just means that it's contagious, right? That thought process of competing to show up on time, that flows into the next part of your day. That flows into the first meeting. That flows into that first call. That flows into your first class. That flows into your lunch period. Whatever you're going through at that time, you're able to compete in a positive light so that that excellence, that, that challenge that you see, it, it turns into a game. It turns into fun. It turns into excitement. It turns into all of that, the energy that you need to constantly push your boundaries and push your edge, to find that edge and go past it, to chase that edge and go past it. And I feel like if you can flip your script, flip that perspective so that you see this competition as an opportunity to improve on yourself instead of comparing yourself to somebody else, man, you're going to be a tough person to beat. If you keep that consistent mindset, you're able to say, okay, I'm going to compete this way for the good of the team, for the good of myself. And I'm going to try and be a better version of who I am today versus yesterday. And tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to try and be a better person tomorrow than I was today. Man, that is growth. That's a growth mindset right there. That might be the definition of growth mindset. Now, another sentence, another takeaway, another quote from this book, The Seven Crucibles, understand that you can control your preparation, not your performance. And that came from a, a running back coach, Kirby Wilson. He's an absolute stud and um, longtime coach in the NFL. He's coached Emmett Smith, he's coached Adrian Peterson, Edrin James, like Hall of Famers down the list, right? And Josh Jacobs and I were lucky enough to head up into Oakland. And that was our running back coach. He was a big guy in preparing. And one of those, those thoughts and, and those processes, like you're going to practice how you play so that when you play, it just feels like practice, right? That is the approach that you're going to have towards practice every single day. And that's going to be built up in OTAs. That's going to be built up in training camp. That's going to be built up throughout everything that you do. And that's how you're going to compete. 
You're going to compete by controlling your preparation and doing everything you possibly can in practice. You're going to compete in individual drills. You're going to compete in seven on seven. You're going to compete in nine on seven, inside run, blitz pickup, all of those things so that when the lights are on and it's Monday night football, it doesn't feel any different because you've been competing, because you have a culture of competing, because you have a habit of competing in the right light. To put yourself in uncomfortable situations during practice, to stress your limits, to push your limits, to find it in practice so that you know yourself, you're accountable to yourself, you're accountable to your teammates, you're accountable to the people around you. As a rookie, as two rookies in the backfield, man, there's there's a lot of question marks on what blitz pickup might look like for a veteran quarterback and a veteran O-line, right? These guys really prepared? Are they studying the tape? Are they taking notes? Are they competing in every facet of their preparation so that when people's families are counting on you to be there, you're going to be there? And that's the approach that we had to take in the NFL as rookies. And that's something that Kirby Wilson taught us. And don't, you can't control your performance, but you can control your preparation. So compete relentlessly at it. One of the very first moments I I kind of understood or comprehended competing and going all in on something and, and putting yourself through those uncomfortable spots in a practice room was actually on a wrestling mat. I was, uh, Growing up, my dad was an all-American wrestler. He's a high school wrestling coach, uh, coached me and all my buddies all the way up through from literally my first steps were on a wrestling mat at four years old to, you know, high school. We're going in and uh, we have a coaching staff there that's super talented, really good program that we built up. And it's going in my junior year, I have a couple division one offers to go play football. NDSU is number like the first one. Um, and I kind of felt like I was, I was doing something right. Like I felt 17 years old, you're on top of the world, ranked really highly, never really losing in wrestling. And my coaching staff brought in this guy, uh, coach Kazik, Andy Kazik, and dude is a certified baller, like absolute stud black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. He's winning Pan Am games, like unbelievable, um, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu ex national champion, or he won the national championship uh, at Lawrence university in wrestling. And he comes in as a part of the staff a couple times a week. He's sacrificing time with his family. He's leaving work early to come basically work out with some of the heavier weight guys, like myself included. And he could add, he could absolutely, you know, put the wood to anybody, right? Like he was, he was like that in my junior year. Like I did not like feeling uncomfortable. I avoided him in every practice. I made sure to stay away. I was practicing because it felt good to win. It felt good to win uh, on the weekends, during dual meets, in practice. I just wanted to win. I just wanted to feel good. I just needed pats on the back, right? Like I wasn't really preparing for those biggest challenges. I wasn't using Coach Kazik as a resource and he didn't push it. He didn't, you know, he wasn't, whenever we went, it was tough and it was hard and I got whooped. But at the end of the day, like it was, I had to show up and ask to, to compete. And I remember going into the state tournament my junior year, highly ranked, ready to make a run and win the state tournament, win the whole thing. I end up hitting a little bit of adversity in the state quarterfinals. I end up losing in double overtime, uh, a nail biter. Everyone was cheering. We're one of the last matches going back and forth, back and forth. I end up cracking under pressure. It's something that I definitely could have won, should have won. I didn't. And I was put in an uncomfortable position. The lights were on and I cracked under pressure. 
you know, fast forward into that football season as a senior, I'm preparing, I'm doing everything right. I'm working hard. I'm trying to get these big scholarship offers. I'm, I'm doing everything I can. I, I use all of that motivation from that wrestling moment of falling short at the state tournament. I'm, I'm going to be better. I'm going to do things the right way. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to lift. I'm going to develop. You, you put in a full season that you know, turns into a state player of the year. You're doing everything right. Your team goes to the state semifinals for like the second time in program history we're really like breaking barriers on this football thing. I get that Wisconsin offer, right? Very late, but it happened. It was the dream offer. It was the dream school. So now I'm 18 years old, senior in high school, got the, you know, state player of the year as a football guy, get the Wisconsin offer that the dream offer. And you're heading into a wrestling season where it's kind of like all this athletic accomplishment is kind of the ship has been sailed, right? Like I don't really need to, I don't need wrestling anymore. And there's whispers of, oh, do you continue to wrestle? Do you continue to compete? Do you still put yourself in uncomfortable situations or are you protecting yourself from injury? Are you making sure that scholarship's still going to be there by the time you leave? Right. And those are thoughts I had to go through. And eventually I, I made the decision. I'm going to, I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to do this thing one last time, one last season. I'm going to try and win a state championship. My dad won a state championship. I knew that I was capable of winning a state championship. So I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do this thing. So Kazik's there. And we're going through practices. I'm missing some practices, some tournaments early on in the season because we had a late football season. I'm still taking official uh, visits before, you know, I, I commit, sign on the dotted line to go to Wisconsin. I'm still figuring my things out, right? Well, I come back after that and there's a practice. It's a Wednesday and our dual meets are on Thursday. So Wednesday is normally a time for guys to lose weight. They're running halls. They're cutting weight so that they're going to make weight. It's not a really intense day so that you can perform on Thursday. Well, we knew I had a buy on Thursday. There wasn't going to be anyone there for me to wrestle at that meet. So it's just me and Kazik and we go for an hour long grind match. And if you don't know much about wrestling, you know, high school wrestling is six minutes long. Like that's what a match is, but it's some of the most tiring six minutes. It's physical. It's an altercation. It's iron versus iron. Like you are on an island, it's just you out there. And one of a good wrestling drill to do to build your endurance, to build your mental toughness is a grind match. And you, you can be 30 minutes, it could be an hour. This one with Kazik ended up being an hour. And we we were going at it pretty good. And I remember I, I actually took him down. I took him down one time and I, I was feeling good about it because normally I never take down Kazik. And if I do, he's letting me kind of work through the motions. But I felt like I actually you know, kind of caught him. I took him down. I'm talking trash. I'm 18. I got this D1 offer. I'm feeling myself, right? We're competing in the in this practice room. And man, he turned that intensity up on me. Turned it up, smothering, white on rice. I couldn't escape. Couldn't get out. Couldn't move. Couldn't stand up. Physical, emotional, spiritual, everything. It took everything out of me. I'm bleeding. I'm sweating. I'm my knees aren't working. Like I I'm exhausted. I can't move. I'm seeing double, like absolutely mentally and physically broken. And dude is just getting started. There is no place to go. There's no one to come help you. You're in this room and you feel like you are on the brink of your life. Like whatever that edge was that you're chasing, that you're trying to prepare towards, man, I was 10 steps past that thing. Totally past it. And it didn't stop. Got put up in a corner couldn't get out, shoving, pushing, doing everything I can to get out, to get out, to move, to get 
out of that, I was uncomfortable and my skin was shaking. Like I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't think. Kasich's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's find this edge. Come on, keep going, keep pushing. Trying to push me towards that edge to see really how far I could go. I was broken, man. I, I ended up getting out of that corner. I shoved him as hard as I could. Wasn't working. Eventually get out, find my, find my exit. I walked straight to my locker, man. Emptied that thing. On my way home, I quit. I quit wrestling, man. I don't need this. What am I doing getting put in these uncomfortable situations that I don't need? I have this D1 offer. I have everything I need. I have this football. I have a different path. I have a different journey. I don't need this. I don't need this adversity. I don't need this confrontation. I don't need this altercation. I don't need this preparation. I drove home, man. I quit. I'm sitting there trying to figure out what I'm going to do next and how I'm going to tell my parents, how I'm going to tell my coaches. And I was just kind of by myself in a moment of reflection in my house and in my parents' house. And I'm just thinking like, man, what am I doing, man? I just, I just quit. That's this is how, this is how my career is going to end as a high school athlete is by quitting after a tough practice. I can't go out like that. And then came the decision, the decision of embracing that change, of that challenge, of knowing that I have to go through something that I've never gone through in order to accomplish something that's never been accomplished before. For me, I had to put my pride to the side. I had to put the ego aside. I had to put the offer aside. I had to put all the pats on the back aside and say, you haven't been good enough. You haven't been good enough to accomplish your goals. I, I didn't do it. I have not won a state championship yet. That is a fact. But my pride, my ego, it was, it was so built up, man. It was, it was ridiculous. And that physical altercation, that uncomfortable preparation that Kasich was putting me through laid a foundation for the rest of my career, for the rest of my life. I repacked my bag, drove to school the next morning, put everything back up in my locker. I say I quit, but I never missed a practice. <laughs> I say I quit, but I never miss a practice. And I was back with the team the next day with an internalized decision saying, I'm going to see how great I can be. I'm not going to go through this thing just to win. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to embrace. I'm going to ask for all this uncomfortableness. I'm going to, I'm going to see how far I, I'm going to see what great condition I can be in. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Let's see if I can put this whole thing together and make a run and dominate and win a state championship. Something I've never done before. I head back and every time I saw Kasich, let's go. I don't care if I have a tournament the next day. I don't have, I don't care if I have a dual mate the next day. I don't care if we have to cut weight, whatever it is. I want the challenge. Grades started going up. Personality started going up being a team leader started going up all because it was contagious. It started with that decision. Let me go through something so uncomfortable that I've never been through before. So I can accomplish something that I've never accomplished before. That was decided internally. Let's compete. Let's compete the right way. From there now, man, 40, you know, heading into the state finals. Another uncomfortable spot. I get taken down to my back in the state finals in the sold out Cole Center within 20 seconds of the match starting. State championship. 
the moment that everything, all the cards are on the table, all the, all the chips are pushed to the middle of the table, <laughs> taken down to my back in the first 15, 20 seconds. How do you respond? I was comfortable. A lot of people could have flaked. I, I've cracked in that moment a million times before. But leading up to that moment where the bright lights were on, where all the chips were on the table, man, I had prepared for it. I'd controlled my preparation. I'd embraced the challenge of competing everywhere. So I was able to rip off nine un, unanswered points, win a state championship, go hug Kaza, go hug my family, go hug my coaches and say that you did it and end a high school career on top. But it all started in a practice room, man. It all started being pushed to an uncomfortable, unfamiliar place. And then saying, you know what? I want that. I want to compete. I want to fail. I want to fall short. Because that's how I'm going to grow. That's how I'm going to recalibrate. That's how I'm going to adjust. That's how I'm going to be able to improve everyone around me, including myself. That's how you compete the right way. So the next time someone is pushing you, a boss, a teacher, a coach, a family member, a mentor, a mentee, someone's challenging you, man, see it as an opportunity. See it as an opportunity to grow and develop and be a better version of yourself. Don't take it personally. Say, okay, yeah, you're right. Let's go be great. Let's go see how great we can be. Let's go compete. Let's make everybody better. Let's see what we can accomplish. If you approach competition that way, in one aspect of your life, it's going to be so much easier to see it in the second and then the third and then the fourth. All those hyphens, all those apostrophes, everything that you do that you love to do, whether it's professional, personal, a hobby of yours, if you start competing in a genuine, honest, vulnerable, real, authentic, positive version, man, that is contagious. People are going to see that. People are going to feel that. It's a decision that has to be made. It has to be internalized. It has to be owned. But if you do it, man, sky's the limit. Appreciate you dialing in with me today. Appreciate you dialing in on competing, competing the right way, competing in all facets of your life to be able to find that little inch that you can grow, that inch outside the comfort zone. Let's see how many steps we can take outside of that comfort zone in the preparation phase. So when it's time to perform, when it's time to put on that presentation, when it's time to take the test, when it's time to compete for a state championship, for a national championship, for a world championship, will you be willing to prepare the whole time so that that performance feels exactly like your preparation, like you've been through it a million times before? Let's go be great, man. Let's go be great together. Make that decision. Consciously, intentionally, mindfully. Go attack it, man. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Forge and Gold podcast. If you like this one, please share it with a friend. Make sure that you're subscribed. Leave that review five stars on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. That's how we're going to grow this thing, to build a community, to make sure that your voice is ultimately heard. If you want to stay locked in on how me and my teammates are competing, how we're finding ways to compete the right way, head on over to alecingold.com to stay locked in on this journey. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait to see you guys next week, man. Let's stay locked in. Let's go.